Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're here for a reason and that matters. Like it actually matters as cliche as it sounds. You actually matter to the world in some way. Like yeah. it's actually okay to just exist. Yeah. You don't have to always be working towards yeah. something as well. Yeah. Like, And then you wonder why your happiness also feels inconsistent. Because you know what will make you happy. You just haven't mastered doing it all the time. Mm. Because it feels boring. It feels predictable. <laughs> Maybe it's revolutionary. But I think that there are ways that you can create customers without creating um, addicts. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee. And we are your online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about existential crisis. How do you know if you're on the right path in life, especially when it feels like nothing is making sense and you start to feel the real pull of that (laughs) self-doubt let's get into it but before we get into that we actually have quite a bit of housekeeping to do okay the first is tms live in london we sold out oh guys we can only say thank you i don't think you guys realize just how much it means to us to be able to see you guys in person to be able to do these kind of events Mm -hmm. but also to actually trust and believe that you guys are actually going to come out for us especially because we moved into such a bigger space Mm -hmm. we were definitely sat at our computers a little bit nervous like are we going to see the sisters this november and you guys showed out so we just want to say a big big thank you honestly we love and appreciate every single one of you that bought tickets bought tickets for your friends your family those of you that didn't get tickets i know there's a couple of you that just didn't get it this next time that's okay it happens (laughs) but hopefully next year again will be bigger and better so sisters we just want to say a big big thank you and we are looking forward to seeing you in november so so grateful the second thing is Thank you for 40,000 subscribers. <laughs> All right. Thank you. The same day we sold out 400 tickets Crazy. for our live show, which is 4X the last show, we hit 40K here on YouTube. So wow. thank you all so much for supporting, for sharing. Obviously, Crazy. this month's uh, vision challenge was to share, and you guys were really out here sharing. Honestly. So thank you so, so much. We really appreciate each and every one of you that makes up that 40k and beyond in the sisterhood um and we appreciate you so much thank you for helping us reach such a massive milestone so quickly there's something about the number four this month I, i'm I don't telling know. you i'm born on the fourth there we go lucky number four but again thank you sisters and then i believe the last housekeeping announcement is the winner of the vision challenge Woo-hoo-hoo. yes sisters so for the past few months over this year we have been handing out our 100 gbp cash dollars cash dollars to sisters that have been completing in our personal development and wellness challenges Mm. now last month's um vision challenge was all about sharing the two my sisters podcast and without further ado the winner is at pancakes and brunch oh that's a nice username right (laughs) right the sister has been 
with the sisterhood for a, a hot minute. We like she has you. been supporting and we've seen you and we just want to appreciate you. So sis, please get in contact with us. We'll be in contact with you very shortly mm-hmm. for you to claim your prize and get yourself something nice. Maybe a little pancakes and brunch. <laughs> the puns write themselves um so thank you so much for participating ladies and a big congratulations to miss pancakes and brunch and not to worry sisters there are still three months left of this year for you to get your chance in to win 100 pounds so for this month's challenge sisters it's a physical one get your running shoes yeah (laughs) (laughs) Y'all gonna have to get up because we want you to work out. I know we lost some people already. We want you to work out at least three times in a consecutive week this month. Yeah. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Three times in a week. Three times in a week or three times every week? We'll say in a week. Yeah, three. Okay, it's three winter. times it's in winter. a week. It's winter. Start when we wake <laughs> up. It's all right. Uh, but this is any kind of exercise. So please do not be discouraged. We are not asking you to run five k's every morning or anything like that. Nothing like that. Um, whatever is considered exercise for you, in the sense that something that pushes you physically, elevates that heart rate. For we know that for some of you, that's going on a brisk walk for twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Well, let's say thirty minutes minimum of yeah, exercise yeah. each session. But for some of you, that's going on a brisk brisk walk for some of you that will be doing you know stretches and yoga at home and um, for others it will be you know lifting in the gym going on runs whatever it is that you consider exercise that you can actually track in some way please tag us when you have done it three consecutive days and you'll be entered into the vision challenge there we go that's it just one week that's just one all. week could be this one could be the last one there we go could be any of the two in the middle but do it Get di- no, that's quite funny because it's a physical, you know. Get to anyways. Um, Nike, if it, as in, oh, just do it. You know, Nike, if you're listening to this, please. Hello, running shoes, lifting shoes. We'd appreciate the that. sisters need equipment. The sisters need equipment. Hello. <laughs> um, so please, please, please get in your entries this month. We're really excited to hear from you and see the sisters. You know, breaking a little sweat here and there. Exciting really excited. Times. Do it with someone if you feel intimidated. Do it with someone. There you go. There you go. Well, sisters, that is the Vision 22 challenge for this month, and also all of the housekeeping activities before we get into the ding, ding, ding dilemma. All right. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hey, girl. Um, so my dilemma is I have a guy friend and we are pretty close. Mm-hmm. We've been friends for almost four years and we talk and hang out a lot. He talks to me about the girls that he likes and me about the guys that I'm into. About a year ago, I feel like he's been hinting that he has and interested me but never said it directly and I felt weird because we have always had the dynamic of being just friends Mm. or bros Mm. recently he has been talking to me about a girl he wants to ask to be his girlfriend and all of a sudden I felt jealous Mm. at first I wondered if I liked him but I see him as a friend and feel like I just don't like the idea um, of him being with someone else I also like the idea of being with him because I've had this feeling with other guy friends and it passed I feel like a terrible friend for being jealous, but I also don't feel like I actually like him and that it's just the idea of being with a guy full stop because I've never had anything romantic with anyone before. The moral of the story is, how do I know that I'm just reaching for guys near to me or that I actually have an interest in them? 
I love our friendship and do not want to ruin it because of a lustful feeling. Mm. Love your podcast, signed A Confused Sister. Ooh, this one's interesting. I think you just have to ask yourself, like, do I actually like this person? Would I like the idea of being intimate with this person in a further way than just friendship? Mm. Um, and if you kind of get to the point where you're like, well, actually, no, especially setting all odds aside, right? So it could just be, ah, like you said, am I jealous because I just want to be with someone or am I jealous because I specifically want to be with him? I think set aside the thought of, oh, he's going to be with someone else and just think if he was available and he was available to me, would I want him? Um, If the answer is, well, yeah, actually, I would want him in that way. All right, cool. Then start flirting, shoot your shot, whatever that looks like for you. Um, Or if the answer is no, then it could just be getting yourself out there in the dating pool as a form of diversifying the male, the males you have around you other and making it not just this one friend that you have, because it could just be because this is maybe the dominant male presence you have outside of family that you're thinking of him as your first option when really you if you diversified the amount of male friends you had mm. or the people you were getting to know in a romantic way you'll probably realize actually I, I don't want him we're just really good friends and I've actually found other people who I want romantically um, so it could just be a case of options here and yeah increasing your options the last thing I would say is it seems like you have a good thing going on in terms of your friendship. And I'm sure you already know this, but really have a think about whether you actually like him based on all the things that I've said before, diversifying your pool, whether you actually want him as a person before actually telling him the feelings that you have, because I think you're still working through the feelings that you have. And it seems like he, he is out there dating mm. doing things you know um and it may bring complication to that side of his life if he now has another factor to think about which is you and that's not even like definite or certain so yeah I would say take time to really process through your emotions process through what you're thinking um diversify your options see who else you'd be interested in and then if it comes down to no I actually want him this could be like the most beautiful love story ever um and so if that is the case then you can proceed from there. But I would say in terms of clearing up your mind, how to do it, really think about whether you want him specifically, whether you see a real relationship coming out of this, or if you just need to start looking to date other people. Um, And if you do start dating other people, I think it will show you if you just continue to think about him. So if you're dating other people and then you find yourself comparing them to him, Mm. thinking about him, wishing you were with him, then you've got your answer. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? No, I pretty much agree, man. I agree. Um, I think there's also a like consideration of how resistant you are to change, because I think either way, you do have to understand that the dynamic will change. Mm -hmm. And I think that can sometimes be difficult if you're in relationships or friendships where um, particularly if it's the opposite sex or if you're attracted to them or could be attracted to them, it can be it can get quite difficult. So if it is, I agree with Courtney insofar as you need to decide what you want. Like, is it that you genuinely want this guy that you actually have feelings for him or that you find him attractive? If so, then you need to make that decision and pursue that. 
If not, then you need to have a conversation with him around the dynamic between you, your friendship and how that might change once or if, if and when he's ready to, you know, be in a relationship with somebody else or mm-hmm. vice versa, vice versa. Equally, um, if you were to get into a relationship, you'd also need to consider what would that dynamic be like between you and your, you know, your friend and then you and your partner. Um, I think being amenable to change really is something that is underpinning this dilemma a lot. And I think it's nice that you have this really like closely cultivated relationship with this guy and definitely resonate insofar as some of my close friends that are guys have really good relationships, really like them, see them as like my brothers, but always having that, you know, foresight and always having those conversations around like, okay, if I was to have a girlfriend or if, you know, things are getting a bit more serious, you also have to respect that boundaries do change um, and that relationships also change as well. It is hard, but I think what's necessary is to just have those open conversations as Mm -hmm. much as possible and as quickly as you can um because then it just wards away any kind of like ill feelings it wards away any kind of resentment that may may build up um and also presents you with an opportunity to make new relationships as well so if you do decide that you know you don't actually like this guy and you like your friendship a good way in we've spoken about it on the podcast before but a good way in is to try and also befriend the girlfriend try to you know make the effort to really see them as like a couple and really respect that new dynamic that they have Um, and then also yourself be pursuing more romantic interests and thinking about dating and considering all the other things that you can do um and also lean on other friends that you have as well like you might have other intimate friendships with either female male whoever um this might be a really great opportunity to also think about those kind of relationships Mm -hmm. um but yeah I definitely agree with um, what Courtney said insofar as decide what you want first and foremost decide have some time to process your emotions think about what you actually want and then once you've made that decision I like him I don't like him pursue accordingly and if it is that you don't actually like him then you do need to step back but if it is that you do like him then sis now is the time and I I would also say be careful with that one as well because it can be quite difficult transitioning from a friendship into a relationship especially if it's like one where it's been mostly if not entirely platonic Um, and I do I would also say be careful in case it's not necessarily returned Mm. Um, I think whilst it is and you need to also be prepared for that as well so just being aware of the implications of if I do like this guy and I want to pursue it whilst it would be great I would love for it to end in a love story if it doesn't are you also prepared for that too um so it's really about weighing the risks weighing the pros and the cons and then deciding what you want and pursuing it um so that's what I would add very good But sister, we wish you all the best. We hope that this ends well. Please, please, please keep us updated. We would love to hear how, you know, this story ends. This is really, this is a really juicy one. (laughs) Um, And we wish you all the best. And of course, sisters, if you're listening to this, whether it's on Spotify, Apple, um, Google, YouTube, come over to YouTube and drop a comment. Let us know. Have you been in this situation before? Has it ended well? Mm. Has it not ended so well? Mm. What advice can you also give to the sister in question? We would love to hear it. We would indeed. But sisters, I think it's actually a great segue into the meat and bones of the topic, which is existential crisis. Mm. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this one was 
just the events of the past few weeks have been tumultuous to say the least in okay. terms of on a global scale but also I feel quite personally as well insofar as having lots of conversations with friends in passing mm. but also thinking about myself and my life and thinking about us I've realized that Everyone has had an existential crisis mm -hmm. at least once. Mm -hmm. And it's also something that I've noticed that the sisters talk about quite often yeah. insofar as when we have our conversations around purpose and what do I do with my life? And I realized that it even goes above and beyond purpose and more so existence. Like, am I actually on the right path? How do I know that I'm on the right path? Is anything worth it mm. anymore? Um, and the first thing I wanted to ask was, have you ever had an existential mm -hmm. crisis? And how did you navigate out of that to feel like you were not necessarily in control of your life, mm. but feeling a bit more, um, I guess, at peace with yeah. your life and yeah. at peace with existence? Oh, I've had existential <laughs> crises so many times. It's uncountable. Um, had one very recently. <laughs> and my whole conclusion and every thought I was having the bottom line was the world is ending soon. That was it. <laughs> Renee was here. I had spent the whole day in bed and my only thought is the world is ending soon. Do you continue to put, you know, work into things <laughs> when the world is ending? But then what if plot twist, the world doesn't end soon? Do you get what I mean? And it's like hanging around. Oh, for a while. now I haven't done enough and I'm on the streets, you know? Um, so it got to me very much so and it made me very upset for a couple of weeks and I think the way that I got myself out of it is I think if you are feeling purposeless or like what is the meaning of my life you have to remember that you have things I think it makes you think so much about the future and the uncertainty of the future begins to set in mm. and I think that's what causes the dread I don't know what's even going to happen tomorrow next week next year what's happening with the government what's happening in the world what's happening with the environment there are so what's happening with my relationships with my job whatever it may be it's like there are so many uncertainties but mm. what is certain is what is present today so my relationships with my friends friend my, Renee came home that day I was able to talk to her um the things that I get to work on which even if I'm putting them on I off sorry I actually get to work on them right now um I can actually just give my all to that and it will give me a sense of purpose a sense of okay my efforts are actually contributing to something or I'm actually responsible for something cultivating this relationship cultivating um my businesses, culture, cultivating the sisterhood, like I can actually focus on these things which are in my hands right now. So even if I do not know what's going to happen tomorrow, I know what I can do right now. And those things give me a sense of purpose. So whether it's your children, your, you know, your parent relationships, um, your work, the projects that you're working on at work, whatever it may be that's in your hands or you're responsible for right now, I would put my efforts towards it and see the beauty that is coming from that and being like, you know what, even if the world did end tomorrow I'm glad I worked on this today mm, and that's mm. it like I think we get so discouraged by thinking so far into the long term and so far into the future and this is why things like comparison creeping because we feel like other people are more prepared for the future than we are or they are more aware of what they need to be doing between now and when we're 30 when we're 35 40 whatever milestone you're kind of looking to 
it seems like they have their life figured out and we don't. But the truth is actually, we just haven't made a decision from our options. Mm. I think very few of us have little options. I think all of us have options, but the options feel overwhelming in terms of making a decision on a specific path to follow or a specific thing to do or taking a specific risk to build something or do something or be present in something. And that's the bit that fills us with like, ah, I actually don't know what I'm meant to be doing because I don't seem to have this certainty around my future. I don't mm. seem to have this certainty around the decisions that I am making. And so even if the world is going to end, even if, you know, things are not perfectly black and white and step by step and laid out for me, I have to trust the fact that everything I'm working on right now, I actually really like or I can give my best to. And that will yield results and we mm. proceed accordingly. Sometimes you have to embrace that uncertainty and use it to advantage which is I'm just going to show up and do everything well even if I don't know what the next five steps are if I know what the next two steps are I can just make those leaps well Mm. um yeah but if your existential dread surrounds like why you should be alive like that's a completely different story I think it's more that situation is more so start having conversations with people surround yourself with Mm, community mm. that can help you stop overthinking about yourself so like we can become hypercritical and that can lead to existential dread if that makes sense we can become hypercritical about ourselves the decisions that we've made in the past the people that we have around us like uh, whether we are truly liked whether we have handled certain situations in our relationships well Mm. and it's like okay you can get to overthinking and being hypercritical of the past so much that suddenly you start to question whether your existence is beneficial to the world to you to the people around you Um, and that can lead to very dark thoughts that can lead to very crippling thoughts as well and if that is the case, I would say lean on community who can really affirm you and encourage you. And if you feel like you don't have that around you and you can afford to go to therapy, because those those sorts of lines of thinking can become black holes. If I'm yeah. really being honest, like mm-hmm. there's no amount of like pep talk and, you know, personal development stuff <laughs> that can really like coach you out of that. Those sorts of things are just about investing in good relationships and people who can play the part of being an encourager in your life as well as people who can help you figure out how you got to this place and why your mind because these are all pathways in the mind right your why how your mind became wired to lead you to this place of lacking so much confidence so much affirmation um and so much not not even just belief in yourself but just calm and peace that you've now ran to this idea of or slowly spiral towards this idea of my existence actually doesn't impact the world at all and is kind of worthless Mm. um I think it's important to have conversations about that because no matter what you have or have not achieved you exist for a reason right and that we look for such big reasons for why I exist. Am I going to be the next MLK? Yeah. Am I going to be the next Nelson Mandela? Like it's so, we want such big reasons for us to be alive, for it to be seen, for our life to be seen as valuable or worth the time that we spend on this earth. But the fact that you're on this earth, no matter what you do, no matter whether people think it, you know, something that should be applauded or it goes completely unseen mm. or people even, you know, demonize it or consider it to be, you know, beneath everything in society, whatever you do, no, no matter who you are, what you've achieved, you exist for a reason. Um, and so feelings of existential dread should not be in anyone's life, right? No matter who can deems you worthy or whether it's in- Instagrammable, um, 
you exist for a reason and you deserve to exist and to continue mm-hmm. to exist. Um, and yes, there, there can be questions. And that brings to the first point I was talking about. There can be questions about, well, what does my future look like? But just don't doubt the fact that you're here right now for a reason, a big one, a small one, whatever it may be, you're here for a reason. And that matters. Like it actually matters as cliche as it sounds, you actually matter to the world in some way. Um, and you may not see it how right now or to whom right now, but you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I say. How about you? Man, that was incredibly eloquent, man. Oh, thank Point you, man. And explanation. I was just like, wow, that, that felt like an essay, you know, <laughs> like a, you know, when you read something and you're just like, oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Like you really took us through this oh, structure. That was really... My brain is still switching on. Oh, <laughs> sorry this is a one of its one of a kind this is an early morning to my sister's recording man and we're we out here man we are switching we on pre-coffees pre-everything pre, pre-food this is just this out is of bed DMS got ready raw. and sat down you know what's funny is that people will be watching this and be like y'all are dressed to the nines talk about oh we have a week. wedding <laughs> They're like this is you free coffee we have anything. a wedding no, guys <laughs> if you saw what we really look like a man, couple minutes ago we'd have to put like the screens Ooh, up and stuff like that but anyways oh, but no wow. i absolutely love your answer and the reason i love your answer is a couple of reasons mm. first is i love the distinction you made between the feelings of like existential dread and fear about your future versus you know the clinical issues of yeah. like depression and um trigger warning suicidal mm-hmm. thoughts I love that you made that distinction because I think sometimes that can also be lost. And I think that when you're not clear about the distinction between the two, one can spiral into the other. So those feelings about I'm fearful about my future, I'm fearful about, um, you know, how I feel about myself can quickly become something clinical and Mm. something that actually requires um, professional assistance if we don't have um, an opportunity to actually articulate what is this feeling yeah. and is this normal? Yeah. Um, and I think it's also important to normalize the fact that people go through this. Yes. So that was even yes, why yes, I started yes. with that question insofar as sometimes we can look online or sometimes we can look at other people and think, am I the only person that's having these doubts mm. about myself or having these doubts about my future? Well, we're sitting here as a TMS podcast host and telling you we're having existential thoughts as well. Yeah. Like, Courtney's had hers I've had yeah. mine even fairly recently yeah. like maybe two or three days ago I'll come home I was like yo and I'm still in the midst of it I came home what is like, going on Courtney <laughs> I'm going through it like what is the meaning of life like I feel periodically we have those mm, seasons where it's mm. like sometimes we just come back and we're like damn what is actually the purpose mm, yeah. of all of this and like am I doing what I feel is necessary Mm. to be important to contribute to the world or like to feel like my existence matters and that can be really overwhelming because of the immense pressure that we put on ourselves to have some kind of big p the big purpose or you know i am like do i need to be the next mlk do i need to be the next you know prime minister yeah i'd advise against the latter because (laughs) especially for the folks in the united kingdom you know where that's going um but maybe we need one of the sisters you know what (laughs) but a sister is currently yeah but you know individualism (laughs) individualism being allowed to fail mediocrity we need an excellent sister from the tms community to arise from your slumber um (laughs) step into your place arise from your slumber um but it's also perfectly okay to not necessarily tie your worth and your 
you know, reason for existing with this big P and this big W of I need a big purpose to fix a big world. Mm. Um, One of my favorite sayings is sometimes it's not necessarily about the world outside, but about the world inside. Mm. Like what can you change about yourself and what can you change about the people in close proximity Mm. to you? Um, so I love that you also, you know, brought that up. I think sometimes we can be so prone to overthinking ourselves into a rut. Like when you have so much time on your hands or when it feels like life, you're kind of like going through the motions of life or you're in a period where it's not necessarily stagnancy, Mm. but you have to stay in that period for Mm. a period of time before you see growth. Mm. It can be really frustrating. Mm. And I think that at least for me, sometimes I find it frustrating when growth isn't linear. Yeah. And the thing is like the advice is always to like step back and it's like, oh, see where you started versus where Where you you are are at now. But in the moment, sometimes it can be so overwhelming and sometimes you lose sight of the the big picture because the picture you're in right now isn't actually moving or it feels as though it's not moving. And I think the thing to remember there is it's actually okay to feel that way for Mm. a period of time. I think there's also the... um, the pressure to feel that we need to constantly be moving at 100 miles per hour in order to feel like our existence is worth it or like we're doing something that's like important where actually sometimes it's necessary for you to either slow down or have a period of quote-unquote stagnancy Mm. where you actually like sit and deal with that or you sit and actually just be yourself and exist like it's actually okay to just exist you don't have to always be working towards something as well like that whole you know glow and grow journey we say that but you know sometimes the glow is just Mm. hold on for it just just wait a minute it's okay it's all right um i actually wanted to touch on that because that's a thought that popped into my mind as well Mm. i was thinking like it's this obsession with the next. Like mm. there's there's this, especially with this whole glowing and growing thing. And I think we have to really appreciate the fact that glowing and growing, um, it's not just a journey thing. Cause obviously it can be a verb, right? But it's also a description of a present state. Mm. Like it's mm. just a, it can just be an adjective. Like right now in this present moment, even if I don't feel like I'm moving, doing a verb, doing, Mm. or advancing to the next, I'm actually glowing and growing right now, right? Or at least glowing. And the growth, and I think this is a thought I was having a couple of days ago, which is so many of us, I think in our generation particularly, we hate the mundane. Like we really hate the idea of the repetitive, the mundane, the fact that every day could possibly look the same, not necessarily for the whole of your life, but at least for a season, for Mm. a month or whatever. Like sometimes we get so discouraged at the idea that, damn, like it feels like I want to jump to the next so bad because the idea of the mundane, the idea of the fact that today looked like yesterday is scary. It makes me feel stagnant. It makes me feel like I am not growing when it's like, actually, no, this accepting the mundane is actually what helps you accept growth and really aid you on that journey of growth being able to master what you're doing now and it could be that we feel so overwhelmed by the future because we haven't mastered where we're at right now it's Mm. like my present life is even overwhelming my present schedule is even overwhelming the idea of adding more to my plate the idea of getting that promotion the idea of doing xyz is quite scary and intimidating 
yeah intimidating and then we begin to doubt ourselves is it that i'm not good enough is it that i'm not ready yes babes it's because you're not ready just accept (laughs) the mundane like accept right now you're going to be doing the same things over and over and over again for a while right and that's okay this is your period to figure it out Mm. this is your period to ask yourself the questions what do i like who do i want to be what do i want to be once you've answered those questions then you can confidently say i know what direction i'm walking in but to be standing at a place which has so many junctions allowing your energy and your mind space and your time and your resources to be drained by the the very draining feeling of dread is not the best thing to do right now even though most of us go through it and it's very much so normal it's down to us to really calm ourselves down and be like okay cool let's assess every option that we have going forward and even if we feel like we don't have options at least we have a place to stand so I'm going to do this I've got to focus on this right now I'm surrounded by bushes ain't no roads ahead of me Mm. but these are some nice bushes let's actually get to work right here you know let's sit down let's take a break let's take a breather and let's embrace the fact that this is my life right now and even if it feels mundane mundane isn't necessarily bad Mm. No, that's wonderful, man. That's genuinely wonderful. I think just rest in the mundane. Yeah. It's actually okay to have periods of ordinariness yes. and like periods of like routines and stuff like that. Like it's so easy to sometimes think that, you know, folks are again just living through a cacophony or a whole host of like highlights reels. That's mm. not the way it works. Yeah. Like even when I think of something like TMS, like we are in the routine of like recording and creating content every single week. And it's like, yes, there've been some like really big wins, Mm -hmm. but that's been a, you know, result of the fact that we've also rested in a routine and rested in seasons of we're just going to do this work. Exactly. And I think sometimes. And do it well, right? And do it well. Mastering that mundane or the routine that's great that's, that's uh, when that's even really we're going to trademark that for a book or like a content series yeah mastering the mundane because mastering the mundane and honestly like cms is a perfect example of this like this morning when i was looking at the 40k thing and i was talking about it on instagram it's literally just been mastering the simple so many of us are looking for the i don't even know if this relates to the episode but (laughs) reflections morning reflections um so many of us are looking for the the thing that tips us over the edge and it's like you haven't even taken the steps to get up the mountain Mm. you want to be tipped over the edge but you're not even up there yet Mm -hmm. right there are small things that if you're thinking about hanging on the side of a cliff right any small gust of wind, right? Any small step will actually tip you over the edge and suddenly you're accelerating at the speed you've never accelerated at. But to get up a cliff, it's just repetitive steps. Just walking, walking, walking. Sometimes that walking feels tough. Mm. Sometimes that walking feels intimidating. Sometimes the same distance of steps feels harder to do because you're on a heavier incline. Like it's it's the steps to get up there are much harder and require much more consistency and effort than the little thing that's going to come and tip you over the edge and start that acceleration, right? And start that, um, yeah, exponential growth or whatever. So many of us are waiting for the tip over the edge and it's like, you're not even on the edge yet because you haven't taken the steps. Like you haven't actually taken the consistent steps to get there. And yeah, like with TMS, it's so magical what's happened with this sisterhood and it's nothing short of a miracle and God's grace and favor, Mm. but it's also been matching all of that with consistent mundane effort of just sit down, record, edit, post on a Sunday, sit down, record, edit, post on a Sunday, send out a weekly newsletter. Like it's build and do that. If we had just been so inconsistent and I reflect it and I compare it to my YouTube channel, for example, 
this channel has existed for about 18 months. My channel's existed for nearly seven years, right? And it's nearly pairing to like the same amount of subscribers by God's grace. So by that, it's like, what does inconsistency look like? And what does consistency look like? It's this consistency and doing the mundane really accelerates you. It doesn't look and feel like it in the moment, but that's what helps you master things. Mm. That's what helps you. And not even just accelerates you to a point, but it actually sets you on a path of continued acceleration right there's now a huge content uh, a, a huge library of tms content there's now a huge library of tms episodes which people can constantly go and eat from and they can also have the expectation that we will show up consistently mm. going forward right that helps people to ride with you a lot better. And if you are looking for like, well, my life just seems is inconsistent. My joy looks inconsistent. It's probably because you haven't done the mundane enough, right? Mm. You know that day you woke up early, you went to the gym or whatever, you you walked, you journaled, you did everything that you know you, met, you were meant to do. You performed really well at work and then you met your friends after work and it felt like a great day, right? That day made you feel happy, but you don't do it every day. Mm. And then you wonder why your happiness also feels inconsistent because you know what will make you happy. You just haven't mastered doing it all the time mm. because it feels boring. It feels predictable, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, so this I've got to wake up the same time every morning. Every morning. That's so predictable. It's not cute that your life is erratic. Like it's Chaos. not, it's not cute that your life, like, and it's also not cute to know what would make you happy. And just not do it because you don't want to embrace the idea of life being predictable, life being according to a schedule, life being penciled down and just doing it. Because as much as we're all looking at that, sorry, that was the original point. As much as we're looking for this quick fix and mm. this quick magic potion that will accelerate us, do this and you will 100x your growth. Really and truly, the truth stays the same. Yeah. The basics work. Yeah. You just have to do it. Yo, mastering the simple stuff will take you so much further than trying to get the like that one thing that's gonna catapult you to and that's what and that's and the thing that's the thing that actually keeps the I wouldn't even say the personal development or productivity industry going but it's more so like the coaches and all of that and no slight to you guys right like please I'm not dissing anybody but I think people keep you dependent because they always there think it's a new thing mm -hmm. like if I propose to you a new thing that's what's going to get you off the ground and then you're buying more books you're buying more courses you're buying more journals you watch more videos you're consuming more content to try and help you find that one thing you just don't know yet which could be the missing piece mm -hmm. and it's like no you have all the pieces you just haven't sat down to put all the pieces together mm -hmm. that's the problem you haven't put these things to work we've been talking we've talked about it so many times I think in the last season um of the t the podcast but it was like you've done all this reading, you've done all this research, but you haven't done anything with it. And you're wondering why you have no results. Like it's okay to just pause and say, you know what? I think I've been exposed to enough because it could also be just one video you need to watch where someone's yeah. telling you, this is how I structure my day, or this is how I changed my life. And you just put that into practice. You just put that into play, but it's easier to be more obsessed with the content and the figuring it out and figuring out how than actually doing it and actually making sure that it's implemented. That's more challenging, but it mm. actually works. And if we kept to that simplicity, I wonder if some people would be out of jobs. Uh, 
let me not even start because I could, I've literally written about it mm. multiple times and I could go on a whole spiel on the fact that a lot of, I mean, it's the nature of consumerism, but I think it's more insidious in personal development, productivity. And as someone that actually like writes about productivity and loves this whole notion of like self-growth, there is something really like downright evil <laughs> about the way that, <laughs> the way that, and we see it playing out across so many different industries, yeah. right? But there is something really insidious about the way that when folks want to make a quick dollar or a quick buck or they want to make capital, it's not even necessarily that they're selling you a product, but they're creating a dependency. Mm. And I think that's so dangerous because I think maybe it's revolutionary, but I think that there are ways that you can create customers without creating um, addicts. And I think that I love the fact that you talked about, you know, people are addicted to this notion of self-growth and, you know, glowing and growing and stuff like that. And they're bought into it. But I don't think that addiction, especially when it's from a place of trying to convince people that this is the only way to grow. And this is the only way that you can, you know, fix some of your problems and that I am the, you know, overall holder of these kind of things and you can't go anywhere else. That is like, a, not even a whole like not not even like one red flag but that's literally you know the whole charade mm. like this is a parade of red flags mm. but the fact that there's so many people out there that think that creating all of these addictions and dependencies as a means of getting capital by literally like co-opting the notion of self-growth mm-hmm. is going to harm people in the long run mm-hmm. because what happens to addicts when they don't like they get can't fix. you know get their fix what happens then all of a sudden there's a big hole in your life. Mm. And I even think about it with like content creators sometimes um, where it's like people are obsessed with celebrities and obsessed with content creators to the point that when content creators do something wrong or when content creators disappear, yeah. all of a sudden yeah. your life collapses. Like void. Yeah. Your life collapses. And I think that's the same in like other places, right? Whether it's like, I can't go and work out because... I'm dependent on my personal trainer, for example. Mm. There's a lot of personal trainers. And look, again, as somebody that loves fitness and all that kind of stuff, there are some personal trainers that are just like doing the most ridiculous exercises, creating the most ridiculous plans to foster this notion of dependency or foster this relationship of dependency so that the people that are coming to them for results will feel like they can't get it elsewhere. And I think it really does link into the fact that so many people have existential crises Mm -hmm. because they have allowed themselves to become addicted to very specific um, metrics of success, yeah. but also very specific ways of getting there. Yeah. So when you don't have, you know, that one route or mm. when you don't have that one thing that you need, you feel like you need to like mm. make progress, then all of a sudden you feel as though you're stagnant. Yeah. When, first of all, you actually didn't need the thing in the first place necessarily. Mm. And second of all, there's a lot of ways that you can still facilitate growth if you want to, if that's something that you really care about and something that you want to accelerate without having to do all of this extra stuff, nail the basics. Like I can't reiterate enough how important it is to whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's, you know, something that's super grand and Mm. you, you want to make your next million dollars. Mm. You don't always have to pay like 700 bucks for that course online that has promised you that you're going to, like your existential crisis will go if you're part of this course. Sometimes it's nailed the basics. What is your budgeting and spending habits Mm -hmm. like? Have you actually, like Mm -hmm. we need to crawl before we walk, before we fly. Mm -hmm. And I think there's that missing piece of, or that acceptance of, okay, let me actually crawl first. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think there's also a humility that that requires. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that because a lot of us are chasing those like viral moments or those aha moments, mm -hmm. we forget the things that precede those moments. Yeah. And I love the fact that you use like TMS as an example, but any other thing, right? When you do get that moment to shine, you also need to make sure that there is something behind that. Yeah. How often have we like, think about folks that are like in the music industry, one hit wonders, mm. or like folks that have had their viral moment that they're actually not prepared for. Mm -hmm. If you are waiting on a viral moment, there's things that you can do to prepare mm -hmm. and ensure that you will stand and that you don't turn, that your viral moment doesn't just become, stay a moment, but actually is an upswing. Yeah. Like, don't just stay and look for the viral moments. Yeah. Look for the upturns and the upticks so yeah. that you can actually continue on that exponential growth curve mm -hmm. and actually make sure that you have receipts. So if you feel like you're stuck right now, one thing that you can be doing is work on building your receipts. So that when you do have your moments and you do have your opportunities, then it will be so much easier. Mm. Um, but one thing that I actually wanted to talk about with the whole conversation on like existential crisis and thinking about like working in the mundane is what do you do when you have low motivation? Because mm. I know that for a lot of people, like they want to be consistent. Yeah. They want to, you know, like stay in the mundane or they want to like nail their routines. But sometimes they just wake up and they're just like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I get it. I do think, so obviously everyone's like, oh, you don't need motivation. You need discipline. Just get <laughs> and make sure you do it. It's like, listen, Joe, we don't want to do it. Okay? But your seven alarms Some of us are going. very much rebellious in nature. <laughs> um, you know what? I think even if it starts off messy, it's okay. So for example, mm. okay, I want to wake up. I want to go to the gym because that's just one that we all put off and obviously vision 22 challenge this month is get up and go and work get out going. um i want to get up i want to go to the gym and it's like uh i woke up this morning it's dark outside it's cold it's raining i don't want to go oh, okay cool you, do you know what i mean i don't want to go okay cool do it when the sun comes up then do you know what i mean why does it have to be at the crack of dawn do you get because mm. we want it to be perfect like I said, I was going to go to the gym at 7 a.m. Because that's what the productive people do. And I want to be in there day. with the productive people. Ah, and day. it's like, okay, cool. But you don't want to go right now. Instead of crossing it off the list and being like, I'm not going to do it at all because it wasn't perfectly done. It wasn't done at the 6 a.m. or the 7 a.m. I said I was going to do it. Do it at 11.36. Do it at 2.46 in the afternoon. Like just get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the most romanticized, ideal version of it. In the beginning, it can be ugly, right? It can be, okay, I need to wake up and I need to write that essay. And I feel like I don't need, I, I don't want to write that essay. Okay, cool. Just write every thought that comes to your mind. Mm. Don't even crack open a book just write everything that comes to your mind write down a skeleton plan and close your laptop just do something it doesn't have to be perfect and I think a lot of us are waiting to be able to achieve the perfect before we actually do it and it's like no if I can't wake up super early and go to the gym then that's not discipline but it's also not discipline to just not do it at all and right. just to be like well I'll do it tomorrow because then it'll be perfect conditions perfect conditions are never going to come and you may not be able to create that perfect thing right from the beginning it's like with makeup right some of y'all have really been complimenting my makeup recently and I really appreciate it but if I hadn't started doing makeup in the first place mm. because I was waiting to be able to do my makeup like this I would never have been able to do my makeup like this you you will never be able to perfect a thing you do not start mm. you have to at least start somewhere my makeup wasn't always the best it was always good <laughs> don't get me wrong but it wasn't the best um it wasn't always the best and 
it was only because of practice mm. that I've been able to perfect it. And a lot of failures and a lot of, well, this isn't ideal, but I don't know how to do better yet. So I'm just going to keep doing this. Mm. Right. And I think a lot of us are waiting for the, we want to be motivated for the perfect. Yeah. Do you get yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like, I, I woke up this morning and it's like the motivation is great to keep you riding and to keep, get you started. And if you have bursts of motivation, ride those waves. I cannot emphasize enough. If you are somebody who maybe your energy fluctuates and especially as women, like with our hormones and mm. all of that, like times of the month and cycles and hormonal cycles, it can feel like there's a small window in a month where we actually feel like, we can actually do everything we want to do, right? And so with that, ride that wave. Like if that that week comes where it's like, oh, I feel like superwoman. Okay, cool. Do everything that you need to do and start a habit and start a routine this week whilst you have the energy and try to sustain it with discipline when you don't. But I do think there's this obsession with perfection that we often have, which stops us from actually starting because if I can't do it perfect, Mm. I'm just not going to do it at all. But that's why you're out of practice. You need to do it even if it's not perfect, even if it's not ideal, even if the day looks like a mess. If you were still able to tick off everything on your to-do list, maybe you didn't do it in perfect order. Maybe you ended up at the gym later than you wanted to, or you ended up, you know, I don't know, writing that essay a bit later than you wanted to. Well, have you actually done something about it today? Um, It might not have been ideal. It might not have been on schedule, but did you get it done? Yeah. Okay, cool. We can work with that. We can work that still a bit of progress made. But how about you? Yeah, no, I definitely agree with everything that you said. I think, man, embracing the messy is so necessary because sometimes it's not a case of getting it done perfectly, but just getting it done. Yeah. There's been days where like my, you know, routine looks like an entire mess. Like I said, I would wake up at this time to do this. And sometimes I get it done at the end of the day. And I'm just like, you know what? As long as I ticked off that box, there you go. we're done. We're done here. Don't look for me. It's cool. It's good. I did it. I did it. And I think extending that kindness to yourself is necessary because sometimes like it's so easy for us to tell other people like oh be kind to yourself just get it done we'll perfect it later but then when it comes to the way that you engage with yourself all of a sudden you're a lot stricter all of a sudden it's because sometimes when you feel like you know what you're capable of and because you feel like you're capable of perfection you don't extend yourself grace when you need it because you actually fall short but you forget that sometimes um so i definitely agree I think also getting into the habit of stirring yourself up is necessary. I know it can be like difficult sometimes. Um, and sometimes it does require you actually tuning into, you know, the motivational stuff or like listening to a sermon mm. or something like that. But also dedicating some time to actually stirring yourself up mm. within your day or like just throughout um, seasons is really important because sometimes it's not going to be easy to just always have that time or always feel like that super person. So even when it comes to, you know, the reality of being a woman and dealing with like hormonal changes, if you know that there are particular times, it's usually towards the luteal phase, like towards the like latter Mm -hmm. um, part of the menstrual cycle that people start feeling, "Ah, I'm not trying to do nothing. I'm done here. Like I'm not interested, all that kind of stuff. Account for that. Like if it is the, you know, I need to wake up later to account for the time that I'm, the fact I'm going to be tired, then account for that. It's better that you actually account for your reality and like your bodily changes and actually be very um, aware it comes down to self-awareness again, right? Yeah. Be aware of those mood changes and don't always try to fight against it, yeah, but use it, work with it. It's actually okay. Yeah. It's normal. Literally. It's actually normal. Yeah. I think 
just even the whole like superwoman thing, right? We think that we're going to be superwoman all of the time. Yeah. Now when I make plans, I'm like, I know for a fact that this particular day or like on in these weeks or whatever, I know that I typically feel like this. Mm. I'm not always going to feel like this, mm. but typically. And if so, this is my plan for how right. I'm going to work with it. Not yeah. necessarily counteract it, yeah. but work with it. Yeah. So actually getting into the habit of stirring yourself up or knowing what you need at particular mm. points um, in seasons is actually really important. Um, and then sometimes you actually do need somebody to just remind you of yourself yeah. because when you're dealing with low motivation and this is not to say that you always have to go to other people mm. um, I would always encourage you to start with yourself and then try and branch outwards but if you can sometimes go to other people to remind yourself of who you are like yeah. I've had like conversations with my friends where you know they can pick up okay Renee you're is everything okay you're sounding mm. a bit low mm. and I, you know, honestly say like, look, I'm dealing with low motivation today and it's not necessarily always their job to motivate me, but because, you know, they care about me and mm. we have that relationship, it'll be, okay, look, you've done this. I know you as this. I think that you just need, you know, this time or whatever to really think about what you want to do, how you're going to do it. But don't allow this present story that you're telling yourself to be the story of who you are, because yeah. I know you like this. Yeah. Um, and I was actually having a conversation with one of my friends like a couple of days ago that went exactly like this, where it was a uh, hi, Renee, what's up? Um, I was like, hey, and he was like, nope, <laughs> no, I know yeah. already that you are sounding down. What's mm. up? And I told him existential crisis, all that kind of stuff. And he was like, well, look, Renee, I, you've done all of this stuff in your life, but more importantly, I know this is who you are. And I know that you don't give up and stuff yeah. like that. And it didn't necessarily fix all the problems that I had, but it reminded me, oh, actually I know who I am mm. and I know that I'm capable of overcoming yeah. this. Um, so sometimes it's worth actually allowing other people to fill you up sometimes when you are empty too, mm. or at least cross-referencing and allowing them to give you insight into the story of who you are as well to help with that low motivation. Yeah. So that's what I would say. That's to that. really good. So existential crisis, knowing oh. you're on the right path, yeah. dealing with all of these overwhelming thoughts. Yeah. What are the top two things that you would like to leave with the sisters dealing with this existential dread and trying to figure out whether they're on the right path yeah. in life. It's okay to not have it all figured out firstly um, and sit with that. Like you don't, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with, I don't actually know what I want to do with my life. I don't know where life is taking me right now. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. But the second thing is, if you do feel like that, I don't know where my life is going. I don't know what my plans are for the future. Um, I would definitely say, just sit down and find the answer. Um, it could be multiple things. It could be, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try this. Mm. Um, it could also be, no, actually, I want to find one path or one career path, one project, one um, relationship, something that I'm going to pursue. I'm going to make a decision because I think a lot of the time our existential crises come from the fact that we just feel like our next step is uncertain. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what direction we're moving in. And we could potentially go down so many different roads, right? Actually take a, a week or something to actually put on your to-do list. At the end of this week, mm. I'm going to have come to a decision. What does that look like? Getting aware of all of my options, finding out more, all the information I need to know about my options, knowing what my desires and my wants 
wants for life actually are and then finding out what option best pairs with all of that right according to all the information that I know the plans that I could make and the things that I know I want out of my life what are what am I actually going to focus on for the next phase of my life for the next two years one year five years whatever it may be um if that's specifically what your existential dread is surrounding um that's what I would say find a way to get clarity Mm. like the fogginess of existential dresses dread is mad and it can lead to more panic like have you ever been in a room where it's or not even in a room but like you feel so overwhelmed and then suddenly you feel like sensory wise you are overwhelmed like lights are flashing strobe lights are everywhere fog is everywhere and it's like suddenly a place where i could have easily felt safe feels unsafe or like if you're in a room and you know that room even your bedroom you know your bedroom you've probably grown up in your bedroom Mm. right or you've been there for a long enough time but if somebody suddenly turned off the lights while you were in there and it was pitch black there would be a degree of fear that came into you because it's like as much as I know this place do I know it with the lights off? Do I know it without the um, the amount of information that I had before and being able to see things clearly? So I think it's about gaining clarity for your next steps, for your decisions. And um, that brings you a, a, a greater sense of calmness and peace. Um, and you can pray about that. You can consult, you know, people in your community about that. What do you think I should do for my next steps based on, like you were saying before, which was a really good point, like based on your knowledge of me, my past, my performance, my trajectory, what, what would you advise me to do? Also based on your experience as well. Um, I think that that can also be encouraging. So I would say speak to people and pray, but find a way to gain clarity about, mm. and peace of mind about your next steps and your next decisions. And it may not be the most easy option to make, but it could spur you or fill you with excitement and joy um, and at least that clarity and the peace that comes with clarity. Mm. So yeah, that's those, those are the two things I would say. How about you? I love that. I love that. I think for me, the first is like speak to other people about existential dread. Mm. Because I think sometimes when you feel like it's something that only you are going through, it can feel like, oh, it can just quickly spiral into all sorts of stuff. So actually have conversation with your peers. Maybe it's like you guys have a girls night or something. I know there's been so many times where we've had like girls nights and stuff and people be like, yo, I don't know what I'm doing or like, oh, I'm going through it or whatever. Or just times in passing where we converse with our friends and you realize, oh, actually not only is this normal, but other people are like navigating through Mm. it too. So don't be um, fooled into thinking that this is something that you're going through and that everyone else has it figured out. Even the people i genuinely like bet you the people that you think have it all figured out some of them are the folks that are you the yo, most confused they are freestyling it <laughs> they are in the studio yeah. turning up and they're yeah. like you know i'm trying to drop a track we'll see yeah. how it goes but oftentimes it's those people who even in their confusion they've just decided to do yeah, yeah. that's why you're kind of admiring them for sure yeah. for sure so definitely have conversations with people, A, just people in general that are close to you, but B, people that you also think, oh, wow, they've got things figured out. I assure you, it will reassure you, but also it might also motivate you insofar as uh, actually the perception that I had yeah. of coming through this existential crisis or the perception that I had of what it looks like to have everything together is actually not true. Um, so that's the first thing that I would say. The second thing I would say is be still. This is something that I was inspired by not just I guess biblically but also I was um 
listening to some of Oprah's speeches mm. over the past week, yeah, the existential crisis. I was listening to some of Oprah's speeches um, and just like her thoughts and looking at some of her interviews. And one thing that I always really admired about Oprah is her capacity, her capacity to just sit with things yeah. and really like, even in her interviews, really just like stop for a moment yeah. and really let the dust settle before proceeding. I think that when dealing with times of existential crisis or dealing with times where there is uncertainty, be still, like stop for a moment and really figure out, okay, what's the issue here mm. as well? Because sometimes existential crisis is like an amalgamation of different things, right? It might be that things are going wrong or things are off track or that you're just generally just not liking your routine stillness means that you can get rid of all of the distractions and really like double down on what is the actual issue and then you can start thinking about what does my plan look like so i definitely encourage you to find some moments whether it's during the day or like during a week to just be still yeah. and have that moment alone with yourself without any distractions any kind of like interactions um and let the dust settle before like steaming ahead mm. um so yeah that's yeah, what i, I think would that's say. really good I think that is really, really good. But sisters, we are sending you lots and lots of love. It is perilous times out here. You know, the sisters are going through it. Um, and we love you. And for all of you that are, you know, dealing with existential dread right now, or just feeling like things are not working, or you're in a season or period of stagnancy, we love you. We're really praying for you. And we really pray for that clarity yeah. and that decisiveness to come as a re result of that stillness. Yeah. Um, and we also just want to reassure you that, you know, this is something that you're not going through alone. Absolutely. So many sisters are going through it. Um, and we really just want to encourage you that you will be out of this season very, very soon. Yeah. And that, it, look, we're so excited for what you're going to look like on mm. the other side. And to really just embrace the journey, really embrace, you know, um, that this journey won't be a linear journey and embrace the moments of the mundane. Um, so sisters, if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love to hear your thoughts as per usual. I mean, we are now 40K strong on this YouTube channel. Magic. So, you know, it's, you better just bring your shoes and get comfortable over here. Take them off at the door and just, you know, drop in a, drop in a little comment. <laughs> Let us know. Have you dealt with existential dread? Mm. What have you done to kind of get out of it? Um, and also whatever resources you might want to share. Um, we'll try to leave in the description um, below some links for some of the folks that may be dealing with more um, clinical issues mm. as well, as well as our link to betterhelp.com forward slash to my sisters for those of you that are looking for a couple bucks off on the therapy side. Mm. Um, aside from that, sisters, you can follow us on all social media platforms, literally everything. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, wherever we we are around, we are around, <laughs> and that is at to my sisterhood. And of course, please, please, please come and follow the good sisters on our individual channels. Our good sis Courtney has got a wonderful, thriving YouTube channel. Make sure you follow that. Her videos are top tier. I'd be out Aww. here watching, like you know, <laughs> I am a subscriber, so I'd just be out here watching, like, dang, this is new. Um, so make sure you follow her on YouTube, and of course, follow her on Instagram at CD Barton. And of course, come and say hi to me over at my um, Instagram, which is at Renee Kapuku. We love to see it. Well, sisters, if you haven't already signed up to the mailing list, I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit touchy. It's a bit touchy. The girls are real sensitive over it right now. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> 
sign up to the mailing list to my sisters.com weekly glow and grow tips straight to your inbox okay we will not spam you we will just send you good treats all right and if you want to take part in vision 22 this month and take part of the challenge remember to just tag us on your stories on instagram or in a post just letting us know the three consecutive days that you did your exercises screenshot your apple watch your fitness app your fitbit take a picture of it whatever it may be to just let us know hey i did it I did it, all right? And then we'll pick a winner at the end of the month. But we hope that October goes beautifully for you. The countdown to live show begins. Keep your eyes peeled for some special announcements. Some guests, some friends. Some friends, man. Some friends. All right. We'll talk to you very soon. Have an amazing week. And as always, keep glowing and growing. Ciao, ciao.